0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Urban Health Podcast, keeping busy people healthy. Today, we have the honour of having Thomas Camilleri on the podcast. Thomas is an experienced laboratory technician, specialising in drug design, graduated from UCL. Thomas has come onto the show today to educate us on epigenetics. Thank you for coming on the show. You're
1: so welcome. It's a pleasure.
0: <laughs> Firstly, I want to learn more about you. What drew you into designing drugs to cure illnesses?
1: Ah, very interesting question. Okay. So, um, initially, back, way, way back, when I was doing my O-levels, I felt like my, my calling was to become a doctor. I wanted to help people in a way, medically. I thought, you know, doctors for me. So, I got my grades eventually to get into my university course as a doctor. And when it came to apply, I started to have second thoughts. I thought, is this really for me? I, I don't feel as comfortable as I should around sick people, so maybe this isn't my calling. So I, I took a step back, I looked at the bigger picture, and I said, is there another way I can help people, you know, medically? And there was this path in front of me, and I said, you know, it was um, I took a biology and chemistry BSc undergrad, I said that might, you know, open more doors than if I had to just do uh, a degree in medicine. So I did that, and then I carried on to do a a read for a master's in drug design, which I thought is a good way of helping a lot of people um, in one go. So as opposed to what doctors do, they see you face-to-face, they treat a patient at a time. I thought this way I could contribute to treating patients on a larger scale. And that's that's how I ended up
0: here. (laughs) That's a really nice story. I really like that. Leveraging your knowledge to help millions of people around the world. That's incredible. I think it's amazing that we've developed these drugs, but I believe that prevention is better than cure. How we live can affect whether we get ill or not in a lot of cases. So what's the difference between genetics, which most of us have heard of, and epigenetics, which is more uh, lifestyle-contributing?
1: so, um, so, okay. On, on fertilization, you have your genetic code. So, the the genetics you get from your dad, genetics you get from your mom, are combined into the first cell that is you. Um, all the cells, or most cells, from then on will carry that genetic code, and that is not exactly what is set in stone, so to speak. It's it's more a uh, it's sort of a guidelines to what what potential you have, right? So if my dad has blue eyes and my mom has brown eyes, I have the potential to have blue eyes or brown eyes in my genetic code. But what is expressed eventually is um, what we call a phenotype. So you have your genotype, which is what you've got, I don't know, the parts for, and your phenotype, which is what will eventually be expressed. Now, epigenetics is the study of the heritable phenotype um, changes that don't involve alterations to your DNA. So it could be something that's like height. So if I have a short mom and a short dad, chances are I'm going to be short. In my case, I had a short mom and a short dad, and I turned out tall for some strange reason. So clearly I had the potential to be tall. And the environmental factors, the way I lived my life, how well fed I was, how what activities i did during my life enabled me to grow taller a good example actually to to try and clarify this more is the case of twins identical twins so from birth they're very very similar very difficult to distinguish between the two but as they progress throughout their life they're exposed to different things and they change like and in fact you can it's, it's, in some cases you can tell identical twins apart later on in their life it's easier to do than when they've just been born because they haven't been exposed to many environmental factors yet so that is what epigenetics is really
0: um that's that's incredible i i I'm curious to know, and I'm sure a lot of the audience members who wish they were a bit taller, are wondering what your diet consisted of in order to create this uh, uh, this unprecedented height.
1: <laughs> lots, of, lots of milk and proteins. <laughs> That's what I remember anyway.
0: <laughs> okay, not much luck for our dairy-free crowd then, but never mind. No. <laughs> okay. Some of our clients get genetic testing done to discover whether or not they have the obesity gene, or the cancer gene, or the Alzheimer's gene. We believe that your DNA is not your destiny and how well we live will determine whether that gene gets expressed or not. Explain that in more depth. Okay, this
1: is a tricky one to to put into a nutshell. It's going to have to be quite a large nutshell, but I'll try. Okay. Um, Okay, I'll use the example of cancer, right? So you hear, and a lot of people will read online that they've got the cure for cancer, they're just not releasing it and all this. Uh, First of all, make sure that your source is a trusted one. Uh, Secondly, when it comes to cancer, um, an illness such as cancer, it is a genetic disease. So it is something that is specific from person to person. It's unique in every different person. So when somebody says lung cancer, it won't be general lung cancer that can be treated. It can be your lung cancer that can be treated. It can be his or her lung cancer that can be treated in a different way. So the way we get cancer, um, as I said before, all your cells or most of your cells How is your whole genetic code in your nucleus? So each cell has a nucleus, and as it divides, your DNA replicates and is put into two different cells, so on and so forth. And during that multiplication process, there can be what are known as mutations, and I'm sure you've heard of genetic mutations. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is a specific part of of your DNA within your cell which codes for... A sort of security system in your cell. So usually, in a a normal cell, if something goes wrong, the cell would realize and it would take um, a suicidal path. It's, um, It's called necrosis and the cell will program itself for death. Now, if that security system becomes mutated, the cell will not recognize if something is wrong. And then that is when we get a cancer and eventually that would keep multiplying and grow into a tumor. So, cancer is basically a mutation of your DNA. Now, mutations can occur due to a number of reasons. First of all, a number of new mutations are natural; they just they happen. They happen naturally. <coughs> pardon me. And there's nothing we can really do about that, unfortunately. But some compounds we are exposed to, and some environments we are exposed to, increase the the probability of these mutations from happening. So for example, if I smoke, I'm exposing myself I'm exposing myself to um, compounds like tars and um, nicotine and all, all these all these compounds, which will be absorbed into my cells and affect my DNA in some way or another. Also, you know, if you ever walk out and you're out in the sun for too long without sunscreen on, UV radiation, that's something that causes mutation. Uh, gamma radiation, is something that causes mutation as well so i'm sure you've heard of the chernobyl disaster Mm -hmm. Um, there's still large areas of land there which are still high in gamma radiation gamma radiation is extremely dangerous because it it pummels your cells basically in your dna so all these things can give rise to to cancers however if we limit ourselves um to this exposure so if we're not if we're careful and we put on sunscreen if we Try not to smoke as much as we usually do, or we try to cut it out completely, that's even better because we're lowering the probability of ourselves developing cancer, essentially.
0: Well, that's a good point because we believe in giving the body what it needs and nothing that it doesn't need, and how yeah, the yeah, body exactly. responds to toxins like alcohol, cocaine, caffeine, cigarettes there's lifestyle factors that we can change, that we do have the power and we are in control. And no matter what we've been diagnosed with, looking at our diet and exercise and looking after ourselves, it can make a massive difference to how the genes get expressed and, and how our cells... Definitely,
1: definitely,
0: So what healthy habits can we adopt to prevent these diseases, apart from what I've mentioned?
1: So, um, well, well uh, probably, okay, okay, let's start with food. Food-wise, if you usually, you you definitely need, you know, have you heard of the the food pyramid? I'm sure you have heard of, everybody's most people have heard of the food pyramid, basically. So it's the essential nutrients your body requires are at the bottom. So stuff like uh, proteins, um, some carbohydrates, some lipids, um, stuff like that. And then you go on, as you you move up the pyramid, um, they're richer or maybe less necessary I do not say unnecessary less necessary though um, molecules that the body needs so when it comes to eating and eating habits it's always good to have a portion of a mixed uh, variety of foods so something that will provide you a sufficient amount of protein you've got green veg you've got uh, meat for example um, eggs are good as well um, you have something that will provide you with the necessary lipids you need. A bit of olive oil will never kill anybody. A lot, on the other hand, might. So it's always these things you need to take into account as well, the proportion in which you take them, because excess of anything is bad. Even something that is beneficial to you in excess can kill you. So first thing I would, I would suggest is always take the required amount, and never excess, because excess, in any case, in a, in every case, is bad.
0: Yeah. Well, we um, believe that food is by prescription, and uh, everybody is different, and we give personalized. Yeah, everybody is different. Yeah. Especially
1: when, especially when it comes to food, because you have some people who don't eat much, and you know they put on weight quicker than other people do. That's all based on your, you know, metabolism, your metabolic rate, which you can also um, affect. Like if you exercise, obviously that helps. Constantly on the move, that obviously burns more carbohydrates. So, you need a rich diet, otherwise, at some point, you'll crash. So, it, it, it's all about finding the balance of your routine, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Because if you're busy most of the time and you're constantly on the go, you do need sugar, otherwise, you won't cope. Um, but if you're, you're usually busy and then all of a sudden, for a few months, you are completely relaxed. You obviously need to adopt your diet and the food intake to match your lifestyle because then if you eat the same amount of sugar as you were eating before, you're not going to use all of them and those are going to be converted into fats. And then it's very difficult to get back on track. So, yeah,
0: it's yeah
1: um, action-reaction, I suppose.
0: Well, a lot of our clients try to stay on track and, and with our coaching they do very well. But um they're trying to quit things like alcohol, cocaine, caffeine, cigarettes we prefer using detoxifying protocols and cognitive behavioral therapy but are there drugs that we can use to treat very severe conditions as a complete last resort what are the very yes. best drugs yes. on the market to help with these addictions particularly alcohol actually
1: so well there are a number of there are a number of uh, medicines that can be used to to treat or to help help with um addictions and, and things like that so again, I'm going to specify that the, the best thing to do first of all, to speak to your doctor because they would know best, they would know the drugs on the market of the, the place you're in because sometimes they vary from you know country the to country, they vary in name um, but I'll, I'll give you a couple of classes actually that um, that are used widely so there are benzodiazepines which are used to reduce anxiety um, now these these aren't prescribes too often because they are also addictive in themselves. Um, so doctors, again, need to be very careful with what they prescribe and how often. And again, it will be tailored specific to their patients. So uh, benzodiazepines reduce anxiety in uh, people who are addicted to cocaine, alcohol, opiates, uh, and a wide range of, um, of substances. And it helps with the withdrawal symptoms. Um, there are also anti- antidepressants, which help lift that unhappy feeling that people get. Because, for example, with smokers, I want to speak about smokers, nicotine is um, it's a substance that replaces a neurotransmitter that your body naturally produces. So you get a happy feeling from this neurotransmitter, and once you start to smoke... Your body relies on the nicotine in the cigarettes to feel happy, which is why this becomes addictive. And once you stop smoking, your body would have forgotten how to how to create this uplifting um, neurotransmitter. So until it remembers how to do that, um, you you might feel very depressed mm-hmm. during your time when you are trying to quit smoking. So antidepressants help lift that unhappy feeling to get you through the process of your body remembering how to create those neurotransmitters on your own, and get you back on track. And there's also uh, clonidine, which reduces uh, sweating and cramps, uh, stops seizures and tremors. And this is also used for alcohol and opiate addictions.
0: That's very helpful. Thank you very much. I'm sure um, a lot of our clients are already on some of those. I know some of them have filled in their forms when... And declared those as one of the medications are on. Um, how does all of this fit into the bigger picture? Going back to epigenetics again, where are we going in the world in the field of epigenetics? And if we want to test ourselves, earlier you said that we have to use uh, a respectable and trustworthy laboratory. Um, if we wanted to pursue our our epigenetics, uh, how what's the best way to do that? Okay,
1: so first I think you. Every, every single person needs to sit down in a quiet room and think about what type of person they are and they have a look at what their life so far has led them into and how well they can handle certain situations. So if I'm a person who gets sick easily when stressed, then try not to stress myself too much, you know what I mean? So it's a case of learn who what your body can handle and once you know what your body can handle, then you can create a system that works best for you. So if uh, you can't process food as quickly as you'd like to, try and reduce portion size and increase exercise, for example, or reduce um, portion size significantly and increase exercise slightly. But again, it's it's something that you, know, you, you can go to a nutritionist. Nutritionists can help you out, doctors can help you out. There are professionals out there who do this sort of thing for a living. They'll, they'll help you figure out what your body can handle and can't handle, and then they'll help you create a plan for you, which is, in my opinion, one of the best, one of the best routes to take. Um, personally, I think that's a factor that really does cause, cause a difference. Like it, it has a big impact on every single organism, actually, not only human beings, even other animals. is stress. Um, and a lot of people who, for example, there are, there are a lot of people who, who grow chickens in, in coops, giant coops, all squashed together, and the eggs they produce, some people might taste the, dif- the difference between that egg and an egg from an organic chicken that's free range roaming around a, you know, a field or whatever. So stress does have an impact on, web- on what your body does. So best thing to do, I think, best starter would be to reduce stress and then take it from
0: there. That's been really helpful, Thomas. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. Thank, thank you. Thank you for inviting me, and I'm glad to have helped as all. Yes, absolutely. Um, thank you for helping the urban health listeners educate themselves more on epigenetics. Thank you for coming on to the podcast, keeping busy people healthy.